The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. So this most strange of times began over two years ago with the coming of a plague culminated two weeks ago, at least for now, with a momentous event. Now allow me to be more prophetic. It's going to get a little heavy for a, at least a time, but you're okay with that, right? We're living in heavy times and prophetic times, and you are a prophetic people. And the MJA doesn't ask me to come here to give you a superficial message. This will be a prophetic word bringing it together so that we can rise to something even greater, and I promise we'll get to that tonight. Could there be a connection first between a plague that came two years ago and the ruling that just came two weeks ago? If it was not for the Messianic movement, there would be no controversy over abortion. You see, when the Messianic movement began 2,000 years ago, the killing of children through child sacrifice, infanticide, and abortion was the way of the world, the way of paganism. It was the word, only the word and power of Messiah that through those first messianic believers brought the pagan world to end the killing of children. And it's only because of the word we gave to the world that this is even a controversy because we are a people of life and not a people of death. After the last conference in autumn 2019, I prayed as to what the next book would be. And I got back that I had to write what I held back for years, for eight years, part two, the sequel of The Harbinger. And the reason is, The Harbinger 2, the reason was I had a strong sense that the coming year, 2020, was going to be a year of great shakings. And the shakings would be the continuation of the mystery that began with the harbinger. And I had to write to let God's people know what's happening, where it's going. I knew I had to start writing fast. I started writing in January, after we last met. Two and a half months later, in the middle of March, the shakings began. And America ground to a halt. One of the main messages, you know, that I've been led to give to America, and that I first shared here in the conference, is that we in America and the West are replaying the fall, the apostasy of ancient Israel. And one of the most egregious sins of ancient Israel was the sin of child sacrifice. So dark it led to the nation's destruction. America has partaken in that sin. America lifted up thousands of children. We have lifted up millions of children. We, America has led the world in this, and God is not mocked. And we all know that such things invoke judgment. I will not say that any world event or a global pandemic has only one cause. It doesn't. Or that everyone affected, like many of us, is deserving or not, has nothing to do with that. It rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. Even the prophets were affected. But concerning a civilization, there are clear biblical laws and principles that will be invoked. You cannot offer up 60 million children and not invoke the judgment of God. The amazing thing in the Bible is one of the judgments for invoked by the blood of children was a, that of a plague, pestilence, disease on the land. Now those of you who saw the movie, you're going to have a head start on this, but we're going to take it in a whole other direction in a few moments. The prophet Jeremiah once cited that, and more than once, that, that the judgment coming was based on what you did to the children. The plague that came on the world, and especially America, in 2020, 
happened when the generation that had legalized the killing of children was coming to its end. That generation in America and the world had killed more children than any other in human history. Abortion is the sin of the older against the youngest. Something strange about this plague, it was focused overwhelmingly sparing the youngest and going to the oldest. And something happened just before it all happened. In fact, I shared it with you the last time we were together. New York that helped lead America into this sin in the first place crossed a line. It passed a law that made it legal to kill children up to the time of birth. And the legislators, if you remember, cheered and congratulated each other. And the governor ordered one of those nine harbingers, the tower at Ground Zero, to be lit up in pink to celebrate. The following year, the plague came. The first official case was called Patient Zero. Newspapers carried the headlines across America, and there was a date next to those headlines. The date was January 22nd. January 22nd, the day that it officially of the headlines came to America was the day that New York passed that law. It was the one-year anniversary. When Roe versus Wade was ruled by the Supreme Court, it was January 22nd, the same day of the plague. According to Jeremiah, calamity will return to the place where the children's blood was shed. Where in America have more children's blood been shed than any other? New York. New York City, New York is the abortion capital. Upon coming to the land three years ago, the plague focused its fury on New York far more than any other place. As more children had been killed, there more, more people were struck there. Jeremiah prophesied of the judgment of Israel for its children and cried out in that prophecy. He said, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician? Is, why is there no healing? He was giving voice to the, a nation under judgment seeking healing. In 2020, America cried out for a cure, and that year a cure was announced, a vaccine, and the stock market went up 500 points. But it turned out the cure was not a cure. It's as of the nation, it was like it was crying out for the bomb of Gilead. Well, the name of the company that produced that medicine was called Gilead. Gilead Sciences, pointing back to the sin of the children, to the children. In the template of the harbinger, Israel, after being attacked by a terrorist attack, didn't turn back, but hardened itself, grew harder, raced away from God. America, since 9-11, has been following the same template. In the harbinger, I asked the question, how long is it? In the harbinger, too, I answered it. How long from that first attack, strike on the land, the shaking, and then the coming of greater judgments or greater shakings? And the answer is, for Jerusalem, it happened, the, the first attack, the attack happened, and then the great shaking started coming on the land in the 19th year, 19 years later. So I always wondered, I always wondered, would it, there be shaking coming upon the land in the 19th year after 9-11? When was that? The 19th year was 2020, when the plague came. And Jeremiah said one of the, one of the things that will come in that 19th year is a plague. And, and the plague was called COVID, and then the number 19. But there was another biblical mystery as to what happened, and that is the Jubilee. I've spoken here of that mystery. The, the, what I wrote, the oracle, that's about opening up the Jubilee and mysteries of Israel and the end times. But the Jubilee is the 50 year. There's another side to it. 50 year when what you lost, you got back, restored. But if you took a land, but if you took a land that belonged to another, in the year of Jubilee, what you took would be taken from you. Abortion on demand didn't begin in 1973. It began in 1970, most prominently in New York. When was the jubilee of abortion? It was 2020, the year of the plague. The jubilee, what you took, is taken. We took life, and now life was taken. The peak of the plague in New York was April 9th and April 10th uh, on tw in 2020. New York legalized abortion in two votes. When? April 9th and April 10th. It was exactly 50 years to the exact day. 
Something I've never shared anywhere, not in the movie, not in the books. When did the plague fall in America? You've already heard it mentioned. Paul Wilbur mentioned it, Jonathan Burnus mentioned it. It was right, you remember it, it was right in the middle of March. Everything was shut down, including our congregations, most of us. Second week of March. Abortion began in America in 1970 in the middle of March, the second week. The specific day that the plague officially fell on America was March 13th. That's the day that Donald Trump declared a national emergency, quarantined America for the first time. Abortion began in America on demand on March 13th. It was the 50 years to the day the plague came upon us. But that means there'd be another jubilee. Now we're moving here. Abortion began in 1970, but it was legalized, as you know, Roe versus Wade throughout the land, January 22nd. The year was 1973. When would the Jubilee be? When would be the 50th year? The 50th year actually began January 22nd, 2022. It will end in January 20, 22nd, 2023. In other words, we're right now in the Jubilee of abortion. So something would happen. Something would happen. When I wrote The Harbinger 2, I wrote of what would happen. I wrote of the Jubilee of abortion. And I, I included this sentence. I said, in the year of Jubilee, that which you t had taken was taken from you. 50 years ago, we took the right to kill children. 50 years later, it is being taken away. Praise God. I also wrote another sentence. I wrote, the Jubilee was the reversal of what had been done since the last Jubilee. So 50 years, the 50th year after the Supreme Court did it is the Jubilee, and they have undone what they did 50 years ago. It was reversed. You know, this year is also the year of the Shemitah. The Shemitah comes from the root word that means to discontinue. So they discontinued Roe versus Wade. It means to cast down and it means to overturn. So they overturned it. And it all happened through a man named Donald Trump. No matter what you think of him, no matter what, I understand. One way or another, it only happened because he was president. Had he not, it would never have happened. Three of the six Supreme Court justices who voted to the ruling were appointed by President Trump. You may say, but he's not a godly man, he's a crazy man. Well, God is sovereign. He'll use whom he will use. You never know with God. Just when you think it's hopeless, God has this tendency to show up. The vote on this was six to three, but the vote that actually turned Roe versus Wade was actually five to four. It happened by one single vote. It only happened because of the last Supreme Court justice that Trump appointed that when he nominated opened his mouth and nominated that that one Amy Barrett that is that that was the vote now I wrote in the paradigm that Trump was a Jehu to America something I've never shared since this happened with regard to what happened Jehu overturned the worship of Baal the worship of Baal involved the sacrifice of children the actions of Jehu brought the sacrifice of children to an end the action of the modern day Jehu has brought the overturning of the killing of children the key was that day he opened his mouth and nominated the third and last Supreme Court Justice, Amy Barrett. But that only happened because of something else. On September 18, 2020, a liberal, very liberal Supreme Court Justice was removed by death. It happened on the Hebrew holiday, the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets is a time that begins a time of returning, of coming back, of undoing what you have done. That event set the stage for the overturning of abortion. It would be sealed the day that, that Donald Trump and the White House lawn nominated that justice that would change history. Now, the last time I spoke to you here, I spoke of revival. 
I told you how God turned the history of America around 1980 because of an event on the National Mall of Repentance based on 2 Chronicles 7.14, If My People. Well, since we were last together, I was led with a man of God, a friend named Kevin Jessup, to actually call for a national day of prayer and repentance on the National Mall. It was planned in 2019 before all these things happened. And the mall was reserved for that day. It was, I was led to call it the return. Eight days before the event, the justice was removed by death. Feast of Trumpets. It was only in the weeks leading up to the return that it hit me that on the Hebrew calendar that day, September 26th of the return, was actually Shabbat Shuvah, which means the Sabbath of the return. We had no idea. The day of the return fell on the day of the return. It was a gathering to pray and intercede for America and the world to return in the appointed days of repentance on the Hebrew calendar. It was in the midst of a pandemic, but tens of thousands of believers came, we may have an image there, from all over the nation to be in Washington to pray and intercede for America and the nations and for revival. And it was a, what it was, it was a massive messianic Shabbat service on Saturday on the National Mall. Broadcast around the world with Christian leaders, Pat Boone, and members of Congress and celebrities, Messianic leaders, Jew and Gentile, like Paul Wilbur was there just before, just after I spoke, like he's here tonight. And being the Shabbat, I took out a scroll and read the appointed word, and the appointed word for that Shabbat was from the prophets, said this. It said, call, sound the shofar, call a sacred assembly, and cry out to the Lord and intercede on behalf of the nation. I'll break the curse, which is exactly what we were doing and the numbers of those we were told afterwards, the numbers of those watching it were millions and millions of people joining the service. In the middle of the event, the president issued a proclamation recognizing the return as the National Day of Prayer and Repentance. And there's, there, I was led to share a word, which Paul Wilbur just followed up with the worship. And the word from Jeremiah, where he smashed the potter's jar. The Lord led, literally led me to a potter's house and to get a potter's jar. And on the National Mall, I was led to smash it. And the prophecy he gave concerned was over the valley of Hinnom concerning what the nation had done to the children. And I was led to speak about, prominently about that sin, and we prayed very much about that and other things. But that, of course, two weeks ago, God answered our prayers and your prayers. And the critical moment was when, what happened two weeks ago? Well, the critical moment was when Donald Trump opened his mouth, and it happened at a White House ceremony in the Rose Garden, and he nominated the third justice in the final vote. The day was September 26, 2020. It happened on the day of the return. The very day. It's not even normal to have that on a Saturday, but God said, I want this on Shabbat Shuvah. On that day, we stood on the scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their evil ways, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. It all began on Shabbat Shuvah, which is about turning back, turning it back. And the return went into the night, so it meant the next day was Yom Kippur, when all these prayers and repentance are sealed. Now what I'm about to tell you, I only discovered or confirmed when I was here in my room at Messiah Conference. I haven't said it anywhere. I had planned to end the first part of the return. We planned to end it. I went to seal all the prayers that have been prayed and to pray for the faith of God's power to go forth from that mall with the sounding of shofars planned for around 5 p.m. I invited my brothers and my fellow Messianic rabbis and leaders to join with me. I know many of you were in your congregations joining, 
And we had several men come on stage with shofars. I believe every one of them, or certainly almost all of them, were Messianic believers. At that moment, with everyone ready to seal the return, I said these words for the National Mall. I said, from here, as we seal the return and the power of God, now, Lord, let the sound of your power go forth to the world in Jesus Yeshua's name. And then I said, go. At that moment, the shofars blasted on Shabbat Shuvah, day of return. The shofars were blasting over the sound system, and the White House was right there. And the sound of the shofar radiated to the White House. The president was standing in the Rose Garden with Amy Comey Barrett to his left. As the, listen, as the sound went forth from the shofars from the National Mall, the president opened his mouth at that very moment, set in motion the act that would overturn abortion. That just happened. It was only here at Messiah I looked at the video and I looked at the time code. And the time I said, seal the return and, and go and sound the shofar was four minutes past five. The time the president opened his mouth to set the end of abortion was four minutes past five. The overturning was set in the same month, the same week, the same holy day, the same hour, the same minute on the day appointed by God. Our God is real. Our God is true. Our God is faithful. The ways of the Almighty are awesome. And he has heard the prayers of his people. And his right hand has moved mightily. He has humbled the mighty. He has lifted up the humble and the defenseless. He has made his wonders known throughout the earth. Our God is God and the King of all the earth. He honored our prayers and the prayers of the Messianic movement. And it hit me. We had to do so many things. You had so many people praying that and leading prayer and, and praising and, it, and we, we could have gone there the whole night because of people running over. We ran just a little late, just by a few minutes. But it was the exact few minutes that would converge with the president because he also ran late by the exact same amount of minutes. If anybody had not spoken or praised for exactly as long as they did, it would never have happened. And one of those people was Marty Getz. I called him up as the last minister just before we did that ceiling and sound the shofar. And what he ministered was a prophetic word. I realized that afterwards he sang, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask and all that we think, all the glory be to you, God. And because God was about to do it, set in motion above what we expected. And the miracle that took place two weeks ago began on Shabbat Shuvah. Don't tell me God doesn't answer prayers. Don't tell me that we with God cannot change the course of history. What does it mean? Will this be the beginning of revival, a return, or will it be a catalyst for the further dividing of a nation under judgment? The only thing that can save America now is revival. We are the living embodiments of a prophetic revival. We especially have to pray for revival as never before. The forces of darkness in this land are powerful, an entire generation is being brainwashed against God. And we know that this is far from ending abortion, but even if one life is saved, it's all worth it. And an encouragement, that day, that Friday, when, when, when they voted, they overturned it, the scripture in the Parsha, you probably know, had a verse in it which God tells his people, you said your children will perish, but I say they're going to enter the promised land. 
In that same portion was the return of the spies with the grapes, the first fruits of the promised land, saying, this is a good land. So I said, Lord, is this the first fruits of something good to come? Whatever it is, we have a part in it. The last time we met, before all this took place, I said this to you. I said, even though in the natural, from what we can see, there's little signs of hope in this culture. But with God, there's always hope. God is never finished. And what looks impossible with man shall not be impossible with God. If there was no hope, we wouldn't still be here. He's never finished. He's never out of ideas. He's got this tendency to surprise us and to do what we can't even imagine he would do. This past year, I was led to do a movie documentary based on the harbingers. I was asked to do it. I said, okay. We called it the harbingers of things to come. Turned out that Fathom Events said, you know, let's put this in the movie theaters. I said, I didn't plan it. I said, okay. At the end of the movie, we put in a testimony of a Jewish man, me, how he came to find Yeshua as his Messiah. It premiered in movie theaters all across America. On that night, the number one movie in America, they may have a slide of it, but the number one movie in America was Marvel's superhero, Doctor Strange. The number two movie in America was The Harbingers of Things to Come. Number two. Beat out every Hollywood movie. How did It was Doctor Strange on one hand, Rabbi Mystical on the other. More importantly, all across America, there were spontaneous prayer meetings in, breaking out in the theaters, praying for revival. And right now it is streaming, and right now congregations are doing How did that happen? I don't know. But God did it. He's never finished. His ways are higher. I had no idea. You see, there's no telling how far you can go in God if you have no idea what you're doing. As long as you have an idea of him who does have an idea of what he's doing, and let him do it in you. Whatever happens now, we have seen the hand of the Almighty. Don't forget what you have seen. Don't forget. You may not have realized that, but God used us in that. It was no accident. He created the Messianic movement. This movement, which is the faith of Messiah in its original form, he created it to change history. He did it at the beginning of the age. He will do it again at the end of the age. These are prophetic times, and you are a prophetic people. So if we, you know, and you look back and say, if we are unlikely, you know, they were unlikely too in the book of Acts. They were unlikely. If we're unlikely, good. Because it's not about us, it's about him and letting him come. Yes, the times are dark, but that makes it all the more on an honor to stand for Messiah when it really means something. As for what's happening in our culture, didn't the word of God say it was going to happen? Didn't it tell all that? There is nothing to fear. If you are here in this hour, God chose you to be here in this hour. And if God shows you, he will appoint you. He will anoint you for this hour. And if the majority are against his ways, you're in the minority, be blessed. Because God will do more with a minority that's on fire for him than a majority that is not. And the great are not part of the majority. God called us to be a people who go against the flow. We are not of this world. We are of those who stand and run against the flow, and it's an honor. Yes, the darkness is great, but our God is greater. The evil is strong. Our God is stronger. Has he not shown it? Has he not done it? All the great powers of this culture were set on continuing killing children across the land, but God didn't care. With one move of his hand, he overturned it all. If God can do that with a handful of judges, how much more can he do through you? Did you really think you would see this happen? Most believers had no idea. 
It seemed impossible, but God said nothing shall be impossible. You are to take strength from this. That with God, no matter what you're dealing with, the thing you are dealing with that seems impossible, with your God, nothing shall be impossible. Embrace it. Embrace the fight. Let just what happens spur you on, empower you to be bold and bolder than ever before. Your calling is so high. You must live in a manner worthy of it. Whatever is not high or right in your calling, it's time to get it out starting tonight. Whatever you have not taken up that God has called you for your great calling, it's time to rise and it start tonight. The enemy has wanted the people of God, including you, to be intimidated, to be discouraged, to be locked down, to be worn down, to, be, to live on the defense, to give up hope, be silent, and to live as if you were on the losing side. But what we have just seen is that your God is real. Your God is alive. Your God is alive and well. And your God is seated on the throne and he has no intention of getting off of it. The government can't get him off of it. Hollywood can't get him off of it. The woke elite cannot get him off of it. They can rage. They can scream. They can shout. They can have their day. But know and be sure that your God remains seated on the throne and he's not getting off of it. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it seems like, know that he is never finished and it's not over until it's over and it's not over. As long as you've got God, you've got hope. And if at times it looks like you're on the losing side, don't you believe it? It looked as if Moses was on the losing side. It looked like Elijah was on the losing side. Jeremiah and Paul and the apostles. It's looked like Israel's been on the losing side for 4,000 years. But where is Pharaoh now? Where are Ahab and Jezebel now? Where is Nero? Where's Rome? Where are all the empires and powers that tried to rid the world of Israel? They lost. They fell. They're not even here. But the nation of Israel is here because the God of Israel is here. The gospel of Messiah is here. And therefore you shall stand. Take courage, my brothers and sisters. You have seen the Almighty move. Take confidence that you too would live in that power and never, ever, ever give up. It's time to stop living on the defense. It's time to start living on the offense. We've got one shot at this. Our moment is now. Let's not miss it. Let's make the most of it. It's time to stop running from the giants and time to start running to the giants in your life. Time to start making the giants run. It's time to live in a manner worthy of the great and high calling that God's given us. Because there is none of you who are here tonight who are not here by the calling of God. For great and mighty things you know not of. We have been through a plague. We've been through the shutting down of lives. We've been through days of separation. We've been through riots, fires, chaos, sin, immorality, and darkness. But, 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 we're still standing. We're still standing, and you are still standing in him. The enemy could not stop you. We are back. The enemy could not stop you, and your problems will not stop you. Nothing on earth will stop you in God if you don't stop. For the gates of hell have not prevailed against us, and they cannot prevail against us. The darkness has not and cannot overcome the light. It will not overcome you, and the gospel of Messiah shall not be stopped. For God has shown his mighty hand. 
Let us move forward. Let's make this coming year the best year yet. Let's take new ground. Let's take new heights and pray for and believe for great and mighty things we know not of. The coming of his outpouring and glory. For your God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Moses. The God of David. The God of Elijah. The God of Jehoshaphat. The God of Josiah. The God of the Maccabees. The God of the disciples who changed the world. The God of Israel is his name. He is our God and he is your God. He's with you now. And he's with you now and he says to you now, I have called you into being from the moment I placed you in your mother's womb for such a time as this. I have called you by name. You are my servant. I have chosen you. I have not rejected you. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Therefore Arise, man of God. Arise, woman of God. Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And greater, greater, greater am I in you than he and everything that is in the world. And with me, nothing, 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 nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of the Network Live, visit knelradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow the Network Live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on the Network Live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The Network Live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEOradio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.